Action Tom. Welcome to the podcast we are calling Hanksgiving, a podcast about the films of Tom Hanks. My name is James Crawley. I am a comedian, a writer, a dad, and a husband. Sitting across from me is Saskia Crawley. She's a writer, a business runner, an all-around wonderful person, a mum and a wife. Hello. Hi. Thanks. I'm really glad that you introduced me because I didn't want to have to read a lot of stuff about myself. <laughs> there you go. I think I covered it all. Yeah. Well, probably not. But... We are two British people, as you can tell, by our outrageous accents, uh, doing a podcast about Tom Hanks, the American movie star, if you haven't heard of him. Uh, why are a British couple doing a podcast about Tom Hanks? Why not? Why not? Exactly. Why not? Uh, what a topic to a podcast about. The films of the man himself. And well, actually, no. Let's just, let's just clarify why we're really doing it. Because you're a big Tom Hanks fan. And I I've love, made the mistake I love, of agreeing to watch every single film. I love Tom Hanks. And I'm grateful you're here. Thank <laughs> you for being here. Today... We're talking about the first Tom Hanks film, first starring role for Tom Hanks. It's the film Splash, feature film Splash from 1984, directed by Ron Howard. Um, screenplay by Lowell Gans and Babalu Mendel. That's yeah. right. Babalu is a nickname. Interesting. Um, what is there? His real name is Mark. Huh. Um, yeah, Bubble is more fun, uh, isn't it? Screaming by And the story by Bruce Friedman and Brian Grazer. Splash um, comes to be made, Saskia, written by these two guys who were writers for Happy Days, mm -hmm. the sitcom. If you haven't yeah, heard of it, not the band. Uh, I, uh... That's the Happy Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I bet they'd write a mad bloody sitcom. <laughs> Um, and then Ron Howard was starring in Happy Days and they got him to direct it when he became a director crucially Tom Hanks prior to being in Splash it's a sitcom star in the sitcom Bosom Buddies which wasn't like a huge hit but was good uh, Happy Days of course like one of the biggest things on TV Crucially, Tom Hanks has a guest role in an episode of Happy Days and meets all the people involved with making Splash. We watched it yesterday. I have a question. Go on. Ron Howard, this yeah. is one of my uh, questions that came to mind as we started to watch it. Does he have a cameo? Because he does do cameos, doesn't he? He was an actor prior to being a director. He didn't have a cameo, but his brother did have a cameo in Splash. Thanks for asking. So he also Ron Howard also does the voiceover in Arrested Development. Yeah, um, that's how I. That's how you. Yeah, that's how I know him because he was in 
on our latest series too. Right yes, there. as himself. Yeah. Yeah, good one. Um, so we watched Splash yesterday. That's Let's fine. start with what was good about it. Okay, you start. It's quite a big question. It was funnier than I remember. Good. I laughed quite a few times. Like, um, I'm not sure I did. Did I? Well, <laughs> just watched it in silence. <laughs> Probably. Um, I don't know. Um, I, did. I have a lot of... Problems? Yeah, a lot of problems. Probably come in like quite quite harsh on the first viewing of like okay. problems. <laughs> well, we, let's stick with what's good first of all. I also thought the tail was good. The tail. I don't mean the story. I mean the mermaid tail. Yes, that was good. Just I should have said if you haven't watched Splash, don't listen to this podcast yet. Go and watch Splash. It's on Disney Plus. If you have Disney Plus, go and watch Splash. Otherwise, this podcast will just be the ramblings of. Maniacs. <laughs> yeah, probably do the or same thing every episode. A maniac and his wife. <laughs> yeah, surely. Well, I don't know. Those people who know us, they might just want to hear us rambling without seeing the film, I suppose. Um, Otherwise. I thought, anyway, I thought the tale was good, the mermaid's tale, the prosthetics, like the effect of it. Yeah, it was, was good. good. And towards the end where it started going all flaky, it was good, but yeah. it was so gross. Yeah, really gross. I thought it was really good. Um, there was also an interesting bit where when the film stars Tom Hanks, of course, Daryl Hannah as uh, Madison the Mermaid. Tom Hanks is Alan. Uh, his brother's played by John Candy. And there's a point where he and Tom Hanks and John Candy are talking and they're really talking over one another loads. Like, it was completely bizarre for a film of its time, I mm. think. And I thought, actually, that's maybe quite like... Well, that's forward, yeah, forward thinking. Mm. Like, bizarre. Mm. Um, but I enjoyed that. And I thought uh, the chemistry between Hanks and Hannah was really good. Not just romantic chemistry. I mean, like, they're comedic back and forth. Daryl Hannah was, like, really good comedic actress, I thought. Um, anyway, from your face, I can tell you didn't. <laughs> um what was bad about I it? What you found bad? Well, anyone who listens to this will probably find that I'm quite like a harsh critic. Mm. So I get distracted by the little things, like cool. her biting her lip for every sort of expression. Yeah, there was a lot of lip biting. Yeah, that's just... Not comedic though, is it? No, I couldn't moment. appreciate the comedic moments because I was just too distracted by the lip biting. Lip biting. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. The comedic highlight would be uh, Eugene Levy. He's always enjoyable. So, in good points, I also just put Eugene Levy. Yeah. Eugene Levy plays the sort of antagonist, but actually he's like the most interesting character in it, as well as being potentially the most interesting performance. Yeah. Where he's the guy, he's a, a scientist who's trying to prove that mermaids exist. And so he's like relentlessly chasing her, trying to spray her with water to get her to turn into a mermaid when she'll land. And he's got like an intensity about his performance, but also like once he succeeds, he's like regrettable. Yeah. And then there's a bit of a, like his story is more interesting than anything else yeah. in the film, I think. Um, and he's, It feels a bit more relatable in a way. 
more realistic. Chasing down a mermaid and falling in love with one. <laughs> Just like wanting something, wanting to prove your point, and then like the good and the bad that's tied in with that. Yeah, it's quite a sort of tragic, yeah, like tale that when he gets what he wants, he's not happy. Yeah. Um, also, obviously, he he reminds me a little of you, like. I did say it didn't worry you. <laughs> You'd probably want to be a Hanks, but I think you're more of a uh, Eugene. <laughs> I would take that all day. I would <laughs> absolutely love that. Obviously, um, there's the eyebrows and um, yeah. slightly unhinged nature. Yeah, which we've covered twice now. Okay. <laughs> My unhinged nature, oh, yeah. not not his. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, th- the things I've got for bad that I really noticed were. It wasn't as problematic as I recalled it being from last time I saw it, but there's bits that are really problematic, like John Candy, when he's young, drops coins on the floor to look up women's skirts, Mm -hmm. which is bad, and then he does it again when he's an adult, which is really bad, is a crime, let's be clear. Um, And it's, like, meant to be played for laughs. Um, I had concerns about the issue of consent between Alan and Madison the Mermaid. Um, Like, I remembered it worse than it was, I felt. Yeah. How did you feel about it? You felt that the fact that she couldn't speak was problematic, whereas I didn't necessarily feel like it was, because they were still communicating, even though she wasn't speaking. But I could (laughs) understand. But speaking of, like, it's weird where he puts the TV on for her when he goes out. Oh, yeah. Like, she's a dog yeah. that needs company. Mm. It's very weird. The other thing I noticed was it's set in New York. Like, feels like it's trying to be, like, really a this-is-New-York movie. Like, they're walking through the streets and going to, like, Bloomingdale's, mm-hmm. um, which I also couldn't tell, is that a product placement? Because they talked about Bloomingdale a lot, and she saw adverts for it, and was like, "Oh my god!" Um, even like this mermaid, it's like into Bloomingdale's. But I noticed everyone who's not a main character is angry, like all the time. Like any time anyone does anything else, they're like, "Get out of here, you idiots!" Like, why? Why is everyone like this? It's like it's like two guys who are from LA were like. This is what people from New York are like. They're angry. Like, like for everyone. Yes. <laughs> Do you agree? <laughs> I didn't have the same observation, but... I didn't feel the same way. Um, and what other bads have you got? Bad things. Can we, just, can we just go back and forth from bad to good? Yeah, go on. Okay, I really liked... Um, no, no, I didn't like, but I was impressed <laughs> by... <laughs> I was impressed by the underwater stuff. Yeah. Like, actually, I liked it for the, the skill of, like, the techniques and stuff, but I found it very stressful. Yes, I find underwater streams... How... Uh, if I stressful. had to do an underwater scene, like, I couldn't smile without looking extremely pained, but they look yeah. quite natural. But doesn't obviously they cut their... out, like, the going up to breathe bit. Yeah, doesn't so... it hurt their eyes? Surely. Because you see them looking around under the water. Yeah nightmare did um, you research how they did all that i couldn't find any information on it i think they just filmed them underwater yeah. and a thing i found said tom hanks struggled because at the time he was a smoker 
That was it. Yeah. And that Daryl Hannah could swim so fast with the mermaid tail on that the divers who were like there as a support team for mm-hmm. safety couldn't keep up with her. <laughs> like they, they, they made her like a superhuman swimmer. Was it in a, like a stage or was it out in the I have no idea. Like I couldn't <laughs> find that information. Mm, okay. um, but yeah, good water scenes. I would also say the end. Yeah. No, we're skipping right to the end, are we? Well, we don't have to yet. You've got, got comments more. on the end. No, no. Go on. Well, the end was... I didn't like the end. What, where he goes with her? Yeah, it was just... The way they wrapped it up was very school play cringe. Like, they had they to really spell it out. Their conversation before they went yeah. out in the water. You know. It was you I saw when I was a child. Oh, yeah, you heard that. Was this real? Yes. Yeah, it was you just like, bit. you don't need to spell it out. He sees her it when was... they're kids. But that was kind of unnecessary. I think the whole bit of when they're kids is unnecessary. Because she saves... And then why does he want to go to Cape Cod? He, like, decides when he's at the wedding. He's like, I want to go to Cape Cod. He could have just wanted to do that anyway. I've been to Cape Cod. Oh, great. Have you been to Cape Cod? <laughs> no. No, I haven't. Well, did you see a mermaid? No. Shame. Mm. Um... Uh, the end, there we go, you said about the end. I thought the thing with the end was there's such an unanswerable question that he goes to live under the water with her. And what, does he turn into a merman? Yeah. Also, there was sort in of the credits, yes, the underwater city, that's like <laughs> the most interesting part of the film. Yeah. And we just got a few seconds of it. Yeah. Want to go see that city. Yeah, we want a sequel. Yeah. No, no. Splash too. Splash the tour yeah. of the city. Splash. <laughs> all good, all good titles. Um, so yeah, there's no like, what happens next? If he doesn't become a merman, is she just breathing into his lungs for the rest of their life together? That's a night. How did he sleep? If <laughs> I don't, there's too many unanswerable questions. Is the problem? Mm. People involved, okay. as far as Hanks are. Daryl Hannah mm-hmm. is the mermaid Madison, who was cast before Hanks, interestingly. She's been in, like, Blade Runner before this. So she's been in, like, a big movie that's successful. Um, Ron Howard, it's only his third film. So he was a sitcom star who then becomes a director, fairly recently turned director. Um his first film he wrote, starred in, and directed. And it's called Grand Theft Auto. No relation to the video games. And then they have John Candy and Eugene Levy, who are off the back of being in Second City comedy uh, group, Second City TV. So I feel like they caught them at a really good time, before John Candy becomes like a mega star off the comedy. Um, And obviously before Hanks becomes a mega star for everything. (laughs) Um... So I feel like they got quite a few people at a very good time. And that's what made the film actually work. Like, the film has, like, overwhelmingly positive reviews. On the review aggregation website, Rotten Tomatoes, (laughs) the official result. uh, On the review aggregation website, I can't not say it like that now. Uh, On the website, Rotten Tomatoes, it has 91% certified fresh, which is a really good score. Like, 
especially for a comedy, which comedy is usually quite divisive. On an $11 million budget, it made $69.8 million at the box office, which again for a comedy is crazy. It was the 10th biggest film of 1984. What a start for Hanks, this film. Yeah. Talk about Hanks. Um, so all I've got <laughs> is he's very woody. And what <laughs> I mean by that is not he's a wooden actor, but he was reminding me of Woody from Toy Story. Yeah. In this role. I'm sure I'm not gonna say that well, for every film, yeah. but <laughs> this one. Yeah. Getting some real woody vibes <laughs> from this one. <laughs> yeah. He's mm. in a Road to Perdition, getting some real woody vibes with that hat. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I know what you mean, like, but it's like the desperate. Woody's, when he plays Woody, to jump ahead to Toy Story a little bit, mm. uh, ahead of his time, ahead of our time talking about it, Woody's like, everything's like a stress for him, and he's like tense and uh, uptight, and he's a bit like that in this film, because it's like, the jeopardy is high. Mm. Um, I think that I found weird about the film, now thinking about it, is that it has like three acts that are really different. That it's like comedy, mainly Tom Hanks and John Candy. Comedy, romantic comedy. Yeah, mm. in the middle bit. And then the final bit's like a chase. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? that was a bit cheesy, wasn't it? Well, oh, yeah. the car chase. There's a car I mean, chase. Yeah. And I don't know if it was like, you know what was really good? Blues Brothers. Let's put a bloody car chase it in. It feels like we just got to add a car chase in. Yeah. I was wondering if we need to do like, um, like bingo for like across the, <laughs> across the films. So car chase, misogynistic joke, objectification of women, that sort of thing. Oh, dear. Yeah. Hanks being Woody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Woody vibes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was uh, a bit mad at the end. The car chase, the army chased them as well. Yeah. I, I really felt like it was just going like, Blues Brothers was good. Let's try and capture a bit of that. Um, Hanks gets this role. Yeah. Hasn't been in a, that's the lead in a film before. Supposedly nails the audition opposite Daryl Hannah. Mm -hmm. Ron Howard literally saw him and thought he's not going to be in the film. But then the audition was so good that he got cast. Uh, part was offered to John Travolta, Chevy Chase, Michael Keaton, which is like, I think for all the films Hanks is in in the 80s, that will be the list of actors who it was offered to and possibly even into the 90s. Like, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure all those actors got offered Forrest Gump. Um but then it ends up with Hanks. Hanks supposedly said he was like the 11th person on the list of people they wanted or something like that. Mm. Which is crazy because you say Woody vibes, I say future superstar vibes. Uh, and obviously um, I know that's the case. <laughs> it's not a fair review. Um, but I think it's a bit of like a... In a bottle, they've caught this guy. Oh my gosh, he's good, isn't he? He's good. He's intense. He's comedic. He's got got a bit of magic about him. Yeah. 
and Woody vibes. Yeah. They would have been. Like, uh, Toy Story doesn't exist at the time, but I feel like they're watching the like dailies of There's the a sheriff if I've ever footage, seen one. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm getting some real vibes. Like, this guy could play a toy sheriff. Um, <laughs> uh, anything to add? Well... I can get a bit gloomy about some things. It's not really meant to be a commentary, is it? But I didn't like the other ring of her, to be fair. The other ring? Yeah. Like, the um, mermaid. Yeah. Like everyone's like, oh my gosh, she's weird. Yeah. Made me sad. Yeah. I think is that what the film was about? Is it about? I don't think the it way is. you treat. I don't think it is, is it? I don't know. What, Did you read what anything were the about film, that? What were the filmmakers trying to say? Yeah, I don't think they're I trying think with to this kind of, film, sort of it's just... make any comment on like treating people who are different to you, but that's, you know... Not necessarily. That's what I came away with, you mm, know? Interesting. Interestingly, Daryl Hannah... And that'll be the case for all the films, yeah. even when they're meant to be lighthearted. Yeah. You'll be like, that poor guy. I'll be like, that guy was in it for two minutes. This was a two-hour film. What are you talking about? Oh. Um, Interestingly, Daryl Hannah becomes like an environmental act activist. He's a vegetarian. Supposedly, she was upset in the lobster scene, mm -hmm. so it wasn't real lobster that she had to eat. Obviously, she like bites through the shell. See, but... my um, my thought on that scene was, "Wow, doesn't that look satisfying?" What crunching on the old lobster? <laughs> I thought this is really not I... a very vegan friendly. Joke. I don't know if the the like shell was actually lobster shell like the filler so i assumed it was all fake lobster that she's eating mm -hmm. but i believe it was real shell with fake innards because daryl hannah's a vegetarian she doesn't want to eat lobster can you really bite through a shell like well, that? Daryl Hannah did. <laughs> I yeah. I, I don't know, but did apparently I read that she was upset about the lobster shells mm. because all those lobsters would have died, sort of thing, mm. that she was sad. Um, but anyway, my point about Daryl Hannah was that she's an environmental activist and supposedly she has like a car that runs on like biofuel. Interesting. So, in summary, Ask you, how did you feel about Splash? Enjoyable. Problematic in places. And... Made me feel a little sad. <laughs> when perhaps it shouldn't. That was the opposite of the point of the film. <laughs> sad. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it more than I remember enjoying it previously. Mm. Obviously, I would have seen it when I was like 10 or something, but uh, uh, I liked it. I felt like it was written like a sitcom's written. For those who haven't seen it, the sad points for me was the fact that basically this mermaid was like trapped and like put in a tank and like tested and stuff. And obviously, you've grown to like her by that point. Yeah. So that was sad. It's sad, but you meant to be sad about that. Yeah. For those who haven't seen it, why have you listened to the whole podcast? You were weirder than me, buddy. Uh, I thought it was written like a sitcom. Like, there's jokes. There's loads of jokes. And, like, characters make jokes. Mm -hmm. And even laugh at their jokes. 
stuff like that. I thought it felt really sitcom like it was jokes over plot. Like, the plot is very simple. Mm. Um, Maybe because we were going to be doing this, I was just really analysing it, mm. so I missed some of the jokes. I didn't necessarily analyse the film. What's our next one? But, uh, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, but the writing I thought about and the acting I thought about, and I don't want to be like, well, I don't make them like this anymore, because I don't think it was like that. I don't think it had aged like that poorly. That would be a very bold statement. I don't think... But this kind of film doesn't get made these days. Like, they wouldn't, they just wouldn't make this kind of comedy now. Like, studio comedies have virtually died out. Mm. In the time we're recording this, I think there's only one notable studio cinema comedy release this year, which is a film called Bros, which looks really funny, written by Billy Eichner. Um, but I tell you what I want to see more of. This, this guy, Tom Hanks. <laughs> wow. That's think, convenient. Think, think he's going to go on the big thing. <laughs> yeah. The next film is Bachelor Party, which sounds like it's going I to be. I think is going to be very problematic, oh. as I recall. Um, problematic uh, and sad. I don't think it's going to be sad. I think is it's it a be, comedy? Yes, I think it's, it's not going to be sad. Like I think it's very... going to be disgusting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, if you have listened this far in, thanks very much. This has been Thanksgiving. Thank you, Saskia. It's all right. I feel this went okay. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching the film. I enjoyed talking about it with you. I think I can manage another 75 films yeah. or whatever it is. Uh, next up, Bachelor Party. 